Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Thank you guys so very, very much um, for dropping in on my podcast again today, this day. I want to talk to us about serving the Lord. Are you serving our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yes, we're getting ready to talk about it. We're getting ready to talk about it. I didn't ask you if he was going to church. I asked you if you were serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's my question. We're going to deal with this issue one second, one minute, one moment. But you guys already know that we're going to pray first, right? So, Father, we thank you for being together with us. We thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord. For you said where two or three are joined together, there you are right there, Lord God, in the midst of us. And so, Holy Spirit, we ask that you use my lips of clay, Father God, that you put your words in my mouth so I could say what you want me to say, Father. I yield my members to you, Lord God, and I say, not my will, not my way, not my want, Lord God, but let your will, your way, and your desire be complete in your people, Father. And I thank you again today for... Um, giving me the honor for trusting me um, with the people who you so dearly, dearly, dearly love, Father God, for it is an honor and a privilege, Father, to be considered by you to do anything. And I just give you the glory, Father. I give you the honor and I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. I had to release this word. Um, yes, I'm driving, but I'm, that's okay because I'm just talking out loud through my phone. Okay, I'm not, it's not a distraction for me. Uh, I'm not looking at myself. It's not on camera. It's just me talking through the, on the phone. Um, so, again, I dropped in to say, um, are, ask the question, are you serving the Lord? Um, Jesus tells us, he said, um, that, that he didn't come for those that's well, right? He said, I come for those, I didn't come for those that's well. Those that's well do not need, are not in need of a physician. Right, he said, but it's those who are sick who's in need of a physician. Right, so who are the sick? The sick are those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, the saints are not the sick. The sick are the people um, that that's in the streets or the people that's coming to the building um, that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. But I think a lot of times we have confused um, serving Christ. We have confused serving Christ as going to the building. Now, according to the Bible, the word of God teaches me that the, the, uh, he tells us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, but that's not just in the building. That's as the body period. Um, but the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to prepare and equip, uh, the people and to teach us how to live righteously is to prepare and equip us for the work of the ministry. So what is the work of the ministry? That's a good question. I'm glad you asked. A lot of times we just thinking, because the word minister means to serve. Come on, let's not be super, super duper spiritual, okay? Okay, so um, we're all called to minister. We're all called to serve in the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. As born again believers, we're all called to be ambassadors. If you want a title, because some of us are stuck on titles. So if you want a title, I'm going to give you one. As a born-again believer, we're all called, let me tell you, we're all called to be ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. As disciples, if disciples are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. So uh, we're all called to be ministers 
of reconciliators. Our part as born again believers, it does not matter, you know, what your your title is. As a born again believer, we all have the same mandate, which is to be ambassadors to speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ to people who we don't know, don't know him. Um, A lot of times, a lot of us are just serving other saints. We're serving saints. We're serving saints. We're, 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 men, we're uh, fellowshipping and gathering uh, with other believers. And that's the deception of it all. Because we're not doing the work of the ministry. Yes, we need to encourage one another. Yes, we need to pray for one another. But that is not the work. That's not all there is. That's not the work of the ministry. Jesus didn't just stand and teach in the temple. But Jesus went out in the streets to where the people were. And we too, we're in the streets all the time. When we're out here, a lot of us now going Christmas shopping or whatever, that's being in the streets. So when you're out here in these streets, when you're out here in these stores, that's an opportunity to serve the Lord. When you're standing behind this person or this cashier is a new cashier and she's taking too long instead of standing there and complaining about her taking too long you can be the light in the midst of that darkness you should we as believers shouldn't be acting like the world okay people will know that it's something different about you when you act different than they do okay we're called to live Christ like as ambassadors of the, and, and maybe when it's your turn and you get up there and that young lady or man is all frustrated because they are new and, and they see that they're taking, holding up the line and, and they're discouraged, maybe God can use you to give that person a word of encouragement. That is the work of the ministry. Jesus ministered to people one on one, He did it with the woman at the well. He did it to the, to the woman caught in adultery, but he also ministered to the masses. Okay? So if you're thinking that the only way you can serve the Lord is inside of a building, then that is the greatest deception of all. The purpose of going to the building, if it's a good building, because a church is not a church, really until the fivefold ministry has been established. He said, He said, in, in the church, the prophet, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher, uh, the apostle, uh, the evangelist, uh, to prepare and equip the people for the work of the ministry. When the church is established, you should be able to see all fivefold ministry in operation. All, all these people are needed to help prepare and equip the people for the work of the ministry. My question is, are you being prepared? Have you been prepared? Have you been equipped for the work of this street ministry? And when I say street ministry, once again, I'm not talking about going and setting up a big conference or or a big outside crusade. I mean, if that's what God is telling you to do it, then by God, go do it. But our street ministry is when we're in the streets, when we're going to the dollar store, when we're going to the grocery store, wherever you come in contact with people, and I'm not talking about people you know, okay? Because even saints can be kind to people that they know. The Bible says even sinners can do good to other sinners. 
you know, uh, but we're talking about, we're called to the masses. What is the masses? The masses is the world. We're called into the world. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel to the cashier lady because each and every one of us, we all get out and go to the store. We might have excuses as to why we can't come go places to volunteer, but we all go to the store, okay? Uh, wherever you go, whatever excuse you use not to serve the Lord, uh, if you're around people, um, that's an opportunity to be a light in the midst of the darkness. What is your service to your community? That's my question because Jesus served the community. Jesus served the people. Matter of fact, he said, I didn't even come to be served, but I came to serve. Do you have the heart of Christ? Because the heart of Christ is to serve uh, those that are sick, is to serve the people that God so loved. God loves people. And I I hate to tell you, but he loves more than just your four and no more. God loves the world. What is your community service? What, listen, whatever God has called you to do, go somewhere and volunteer, but you got to move. The reason you're bored, the reason you're depressed, the reason you're oppressed is because you are in an abusive relationship. You say, bro, what do you mean? Well, the reason I say you are in an abusive relationship is because when we're not doing what the word of God say, then we're doing what the devil is telling us to do, which is nothing. The devil comes and he gives us all these excuses as to why we can't do what God say do. And when we sit there and we sup and we fellowship with those demons, guess what we end up doing? Nothing. Exactly what he says. And how many of you know that the devil don't care about us going to the building? He don't care about us uh, memorizing Bible verses. He don't care about none of that. He don't care about us learning uh, how to quote scriptures. He don't care about none of that. You know that the thing that threatens the devil is when we start doing what we know. Because he knows, um, you know, um, until we learn how to use the weapon, we're no threat to him. You know, we have a form of godliness, but we're denying the power. Because we refuse, every time we refuse to do what God say do, actually what we're doing is sitting in a seat of rebellion and disobedience. This is why the word of God says, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. My question to you is, are you sitting in the seat of deception? Yes, we know a lot of Bible verses, but going to that building is not serving the Lord. It's more to it than that. Going to the building is serving the saints because most of the time, the truth of the matter is, if you tell your visitors to raise their hand, a lot of times you don't have any. And that should be a problem for us. When you go every Sunday and there is no visitors, that should be a problem. That should bother you. Because the word of God says, God God asks to the church daily as he sees fit. That means you probably don't have any real evangelists in there. I'm not talking about 
people that's coming together, that's going in the street, but they're not really gifted or called in that area of ministry. Evangelists, they add to the building. The purpose of the building is so people can be prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. But I heard an apostle say, it's not no more church as usual. And that is surely correct. That is surely correct. Because in the beginning of the, the Bible, they used to have Bible studies and things like that in the home. How many of you know that there's nothing new under the sun? And that, yes, history is going to definitely repeat itself because there is nothing new under the sun. The same way the earth rotates and goes around and around is the same way life goes around and around. And Ecclesiastes say, there is nothing new under the sun. What's going on now? Guess what? It's already been done. The situation and the circumstance I'm saying to you may be a little different. We're not riding on mules and, and, and the horses and all that no more. Um, but the demons are the same. How many of you know that devils don't die? And because the devils don't die, that means the same demons that was here in Jesus' days, guess what? They're still here in our days. Those same religious Sadducees and Pharisee spirits that was there in Jesus' days that mocked him, talked to, taunted him, and came against his ministry and said he was devils, say God didn't call him, God ain't using him. You know, that we still got those same demons, that same Pharisee, Sadducee spirit is here. They just not dressed the way they used to be. But the spirit is the same. Devils don't die. Those same demons are here, okay? That's why Jesus said, those who choose to live for Christ, you're going to suffer persecution. The student is not greater than the teacher. So Jesus suffered persecution. They talked about the Lord Jesus Christ. They lied on him. They crucified him. They spit on him. They mocked him. So who are we? If you are truly a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ, you should be being lied on, being, um, your character should be being assassinated. Why? Because that is a true sign of discipleship, of being a, a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because as he is, so are we in this world. If he experienced it, we, if we're living like him, those same demons that came for him is those same blind, manipulative demons that should be coming for us because we have the same spirit that God has. And those demons recognize when you're operating in the anointing, in the office, and in the authority, and when you're walking in kingdom power. Those demons said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know, but who are you? How many of you know, they said it to the seven sons of Sceva when they try to cast them out. How many of you know that the devil should know your name? The devil should tremble when you come in his presence. We're not to fear demons. Demons are to fear us. We're not to fear witches and warlocks, but witches and warlocks should be afraid of us. When Jesus came to the demoniac man, those demons 
begin to become tormented. Jesus, why have you come to torment us? Have you come to torment us? Let us go into the pigs. When the anointing, when you have, when you're walking in kingdom power, kingdom authority, when you're living from the inside out, demons should tremble when they see you. People are not supposed to feel comfortable around you, if especially if they're demon possessed. Okay, it's not you. It's not about us. It's about the God inside of us. It's about us living from the inside out. It's about us being ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you serving? The reason you're bored is because you're not serving the Lord. That's why you're bored. The gifts don't need to operate if you're not using them to minister to anybody. The more you use your gifts, the sharper your skills will come. If you be faithful over a little, he will make you ruler over much. It's about seeking first the kingdom of God. Are you serving the Lord or are you just going to the building? Are you serving? What is your? Yes. My prayer is Holy Spirit convict us convince us of our complacency convict us convince us of our laziness because that's what it is we want God to conform to our image we want God to conform to our likeness we want I'm telling you now anything that God the Holy Spirit anything that the Lord Jesus Christ our our father asks us to do is going to call inconvenience your flesh it's going to inconvenience your flesh. But you know what? The same way Jesus Christ came down from heaven, he came out of his way to save and to serve us. We're going to have to come. We're going to have to come down off our high horses and we're going to have to come and get involved into in the lives of those this hurting, lost world. Okay, it's going to cost you something. If it doesn't cost you nothing, it don't count for nothing. It's going to cost you some of your the God's money that he gave you. It's going to cost you some of that time that God gave you. It's going to cost you some, it might cost you some gas. But how many of you know, anytime you're seeking first the kingdom of God, anytime you're doing what God say do, he's going to finance you. He's going to finance the journey. He's going to finance the car. He said, listen here, don't take no coat, no shoes, no satchel, no money, no nothing. He said, the disciples, he said, don't take none of that. Why? Because I'm going to finance the journey. He is the CEO. He is the CFO. Don't it make sense that if he asks you to do something, that he will finance whatever it is he asks you to do? He know that what we what he asks us to do is going to take money. But what you need the money for if you're not doing anything? What do you need the word of knowledge for if you ain't got nobody to give it to? The purpose of the gifts are to give. The purpose of the gifts is to share with others. And if you're not growing, the reason you're not growing is because you're not going. It's not enough just to go to the building. You actually have to do the work. They're supposed to be preparing us for the work. The fivefold ministries are to prepare us for the and to equip us for the work of the ministry. He never said to build church goers. We're to make 
disciples. We have too many churchgoers and not enough disciples. Jesus said, therefore, pray to the Lord of harvest that he will send forth the laborers into his harvest because the, the harvest is plentiful. But the laborers are few because the laborers just think that when they go on Sunday, that they're serving the Lord. Hold on. There's no condemnation, but this is a teachable moment. And I do pray that the conviction of God, that his hand rests heavy upon our head until we do what he say. Because the greatest deception is self-deception. And a lot of times you people are missing out on opportunities to serve the Lord. It reminds me of when Jesus told the people, hey, come follow me. And they said, well, I can't come right now, Jesus. You know, I got to go back and follow and bury my son. Which is the greatest? Is it is uh, being able to pray for somebody who don't know Jesus is greater than me going back? He said, hey, come on. It wasn't that he wasn't concerned or anything like that, but he was trying to teach this man listen here he's already dead we he's physically dead i'm talking about going reaching some people that's spiritually dead because guess what if these people die and they don't know the lord jesus christ that's going to be more crushing than the one who did die knowing the lord jesus christ come on what's your excuse for not serving your community what's your excuse for not serving the Lord, because God knows we got a lot of them. And I'm not talking about we we think because we pray at the altar in the building, then we serve the Lord. But the truth of the matter is, if you ain't got no, if you didn't have any visitors, all we're doing is just praying for those same people every Sunday. Come on now. If we're not growing, it's because we're not going. Get up and move. It's time to move. Yes, there is a call to action. And just going to the building. And it's, it's bigger than my four and no more. It's bigger. And we're called to the world. As a born again believer, you, your title don't have to be, we're all called to do the work of an evangelist. Why is this? Because as an ambassador of Jesus Christ, you're called to speak on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a, a minister, because you want a title, there it is, okay. When people ask you, well, what's your title? Tell them that you are an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, you can also tell them, here, I'm going to give you another title. You can also tell them that you are a minister of reconciliation. You're called to reconcile. You Use those titles right there, okay? You're called to reconcile people back unto the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul says... It's the love of Christ that compels me. I'm telling you what motivates me. This is what motivates me. It's the love of God. It's the love of Christ that compels me to want to go and tell others about the love, the Lord Jesus Christ. So they too, so they too can experience the love of God, the saving power of God, because for it was because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John 3, 16 says that whosoever believe in him should not perish. He don't want anyone to perish. He knows that not everybody's going to get saved, but his desire has always been from the very beginning 
that no man should perish, but have everlasting life. That's what we, as the body of Christ, that's our part to fulfill the great commission in the earth. Jesus came down. He came out of his way because see, he was already good. He was already in heaven. He came down. He lowered himself lower than the angels. He came in the flat form of a flesh, human being, man. The reason you're miserable. Some of you are dying on the vine, like fruit on a tree. You have dried up and the fruit is still hanging on the tree, but it's rotten and you cannot eat of it. And the reason you're dying on the vine, some of you are sick. Some of you are feeble because you refuse because you're sitting in the seat of rebellion. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. When you're sitting around and you're talking about, well, somebody needs to do this and somebody needs to do that. And the Lord, the finger is pointing right at you. Hey, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? Because the man with the passion, the man with the complaint, nine times out of 10 is the man with the solution, is the person that God wants to use. Oh, they don't care about people because they don't do this and they don't do that. And then you go and a lot of times you go in the pastor or wherever you're at and they can't see, they don't recognize and understand your gift. Sometimes you may have to get up and go. We're called for people to grow. Listen here. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So that means it's not going to go away. God does not change his mind. The the gifts and callings are without repentance. So whatever he put inside of you, the only way it's going to come out of you is if you do whatever it is he put inside of you. Yes, we need to have character to go with the call but that you know what relationship and and that's that's a problem relationship 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 we got to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that's what makes our motive for everything we do good our motive must be God it can't be so you can be seen who cares about any of that It doesn't matter. It's not about you being seen. It's about Christ being seen because Christ says, if I be lifted up, it's about lifting up Christ. When Christ is lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men unto myself. It's not about you being seen. It's not about people knowing your name. I mean, promotion comes from the Lord. And if for some reason God wants somebody to know your name, he will let them know your name. Okay. That, that's not what this is about. This is about lifting. If Christ is about the love of God, the word of God tells us in John that when you abide in love, then you abide in God and God abides in you. Why? Because God is love. But if you have not love, that means you're not abiding in God and God is not abiding in you. God is love. He said, the way you're going to know my disciples, not church goers, okay, He said, the way you're going to know my disciples, not clicks, because we got a lot of clicks. He said, the way you're going to know my disciples is by the love that they have for one another. When the love of God, see, love, real love is going to mold up. It's going to move you. It's going to move you to action. Love is not selfish. 
So if you're bored, then you need to spend time with the Lord. Yes, I said it. And my prayer is, Lord, let your conviction rest heavy upon us all. We repent for being build, church building gores, Father, because we have confused that. We think going to the building is serving you. We think singing in a choir is serving you. We will sing in the choir on Sunday and we won't talk to nobody else about you. We won't. We won't lead. My question, when is the last time you prayed with someone? I'm not talking about someone you know. I'm not talking about even somebody that's already saved. When is the last time? I'm not saying telling people you're going to pray for. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, when have you, someone you don't know comes to you in the store. I be having people come to me in the grocery store, people I don't know, tell me about the family member just died. You know what? The Lord put that person in my face. That's not just so I can say to this person, oh, I'm going to pray for you. No, it's to actually say, hey, is it okay? Can we just pray right here? Why? Because we are the church. We are the glory carriers. His spirit is on the inside of us. No more excuses. Find some place to volunteer. If you want to feed the hungry, maybe you haven't been called to open a soup kitchen. Okay, so go volunteer. Find a, a ministry, an outreach or somewhere that has a soup kitchen or that's in the street serving the Lord. I know that you think you got to be connected to that that building. But it's not about building the building. It's about building the body. It's about we're one body. We're many members. The buildings have separated the body. Some people won't fellowship with you because you don't go to their building. Lord, how mercy. Help us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us. Because it was never about the building. It's about the body coming together in the unity of the faith. When you Jesus started church, it wasn't about, I belong to this building and I belong to that building. I, no, no. It was just about the work of the ministry. They was having Bible studies in their homes. Make sure you have, have some Bible studies in your home. Invite some people over to have some Bible studies in your home. Listen, when you hear the word of God, that's whatever, whatever, prayerfully they're teaching you stuff that you can actually do. Okay, we need to know more about why, why, why uh, Moses striking the rock. What does this, because see, this is about us being prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. So Moses hitting that rock, what's, I mean, what does that have to do with me? Yes, that happened. Thank God for that. Okay, maybe that can teach me, you know, I need to listen to what God say. That's good. I can use that. Okay, but I need, I need you to teach me. I need my gifts. You know, how do we prepare people? How is their gifts being developed? It's, it's so important that you're under somebody who can see too. We need to, if you, every leader should be able to see. You have to see to lead. Because if you cannot see, you cannot lead. Where are you leading the people to if you cannot discern? If you cannot discern, where are you? If the blind lead the blind, then we're all falling in the ditch. If your leader cannot see, you need to get with one who can see. Because if you cannot discern the seasons, if you cannot discern the times, and you don't have anyone 
with you, who can help you to discern the seasons, who can help you to, or you're not listening to anybody who can help you to discern the seasons and can help you discern the times. That Those people are in trouble. It's kind of like when Moses, when the Lord said, told to Moses, get 12 men from each of the tribe. He chose 12 chiefs. These were chiefs. Okay, these were, okay, that were leaders of their tribes. But guess what? When it was time to go into the land of Canaan, because they could not see, they led all those people astray because all they could see was what they could see. They was not believers. God, the Lord said that the reason they could not enter in was because of their unbelief. And guess what? All those people that was following all those people believed all those people. They had more faith in what they said than they had in what Joshua said. He said, no, we're well able to possess the land. But it was more of them saying that we can't than we can. How many of you know that Jesus is the, God is the majority and he has already ruled and he still reigns. He is the majority. The majority is Jesus. It's not the people. It doesn't matter if you're the only one that's doing it. It doesn't matter. Just because everybody else is not doing it don't mean God ain't telling you to do it. He created difference is not bad. Different is good. Because God created us all to be different. Different compared to who? Different compared to what? Comparing ourselves unto ourselves is not a wise thing. We got people been going to buildings for 30 years, 30 years, and they've never prayed with anyone outside the building, don't know how to lead people to Christ, never led anyone to the Lord Jesus Christ because all their service has been inside this building. So that tells me you're not being properly prepared and equipped because there chances are there's some type of ministry inside of you, but you was never prop, you was not launched Maybe you went and told them and they said, no, you're not ready because sometimes people are selfish and it's like parents. Some parents don't want their kids to leave the house. They don't want them to leave the house. If you try to leave, sometimes they curse you, try to make you think bad things going to happen to you. How I many of you know that's witchcraft? If, the, if, the, if they say the Lord said, leave them folks alone and let them go. I mean, if you see something and the Lord tells you to say something, then you say it, but then at the end you let them go and you pray. Because even if they fall down, the Bible say a righteous man, he gonna get back up. If this, when you love, it's about teaching people how to be spirit led, not just people, not people led. We, we enter leadership. We think that, but some people follow a leader when they won't follow God. That's, that's what happened to the tribe, to the, uh, when it was time for the children, for the children of Israel to go into possess the land. He sent the 12 chiefs in. The 12, the 11 of them, 10 of them came back with an evil report. Oh, we can't, we can't go in. We're like grasshoppers. They said that these are the leaders. Now, they were the leaders over the 12 tribes. He took a leader from each 12. They came back telling these people, we can't do this, okay? There's giants in the land. We can't do this because there's corona in the land. We can't be out here still talking about Jesus. We got to shut down. We got to stop because, see, we're like grasshoppers, okay? Because we don't forget all about the blood of Jesus. Yes, I'm saying this because there's a call to action. 
And I'm, I'm here to tell you that the worst deception is self-deception. And we as the body of Christ, it's time to rise up and be the light in the midst of this dark, hurting world. There is a call to action. It's time to quit making excuses because they were healed as they went. Some of you are dried up and you're dying on the vine and you're rotten inside. But you think everything is still cool because you're listening to all these preachers. I, this one person tell me how they listen to this preacher all the time. And I'm thinking, and I say to them, that's really good. Now, so what are you going to do about what you've been hearing? What you going to do? Just sit there and get all fat and just keep it all to yourself. But the reason you're battling like this is because the devil's coming because he don't He don't want you to ever be able to use it. He don't care about you knowing it as long as you don't use it. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. Are you operating in deception? Are you sitting in the seat of deception? Are you sitting in the seat of rebellion? Because when we know to do good and we don't do it for us, it's sin. How are you? uh, What is your service to your community? And I'm not just talking about just giving to uh, homeless shelters and we need to do all of that. But that's just you giving. That's giving. I'm saying, what is your service? I'm not saying, what are you giving? I'm saying, we need to do that. But I'm saying, what is your service? What are you physically taking your physical body that the Lord has blessed you with for and created for his purpose, on purpose, and with this purpose in mind? What are you doing with your physical feet? The feet he's giving you to walk on. The hands he's giving you to use. The breath he's giving you to breathe. The strength he's giving you to move. It's in him and because of him that we live, move, and have our being. What are you doing with your physical body to serve your community? My question is, what is your community service? How are you serving? I'm not talking about people you know. I'm talking about when is the last time you prayed for somebody you don't know? And I'm not just talking about on Facebook. When have you, uh, when you go to that grocery store, don't be so busy trying to run in there and get what you want. Look for someone. Say, Lord, when I get out of this car to go in this store, lead me to somebody or lead somebody to me. You know, this is your harvest. That's your harvest. The world is the harvest. He said, the harvest is plentiful. There's a lot of unsaved people in the world. There's a lot of unsaved people in Walmart. You ain't even got to go out your way. Any Anybody that's in your sphere of influence, guess what? That's your neighbor. I know you was thinking you're next door. No, they are too. But whenever you, anytime you come in contact with people, that's your neighbor. Say, Lord, show me how to. When I get out of this car today, use me to say something to somebody. Help me to pray for somebody. Help me to love on somebody. Help me to do something. Pay for pay for somebody's stuff at the grocery store. Do something. Do something because you, some of you are dying on the vine. People can't eat your fruit because it's rotten. Some of the fruit has fallen off the tree. He is the vine and we're the branches. God says, the Bible says that it brings the Father great pleasure when we bear fruit. He wants, he wants us to multiply the gifts and the talents. We know the parable of the talent. He wants us to, it's not about trying to impress the pastor. It's not about trying to impress people, period. It's all about doing whatever the Lord has asked you to do. And the approval that you need needs to come from God. 
It's about learning how to hear and how to be led by the Spirit of the living God. It's not about coming, being dependent. It's about uh, it's about becoming uh, dependent, not upon people, but being de- dependent upon the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to end it here. I have to ask the question, what is your service to your community? And I'm not talking about in the building. I'm not talking about when you usher at the door or you sing in the choir, you pray for those same people every Sunday at the altar because when we raise our hands, there's no new visitors. So that means if there's no new visitors, all you're doing is praying for those same people over and over every Sunday. There's no condemnation. But what I'm saying is, what is your service to the sinner? How have you been serving the sinners? What is your community outreach to those who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm not talking about ministry to those same people over and over either. That's not what I'm talking about. We say, Lord, enlarge my territory. If you be faithful over the little, if you're faithful over that person at that cash register, guess what? Next time he may give you two or three people to talk to in this story. You know, God is a God of multiplication. Okay. I'm not talking about mentoring people that's baby Christians. I'm talking about people that don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. What is your community service to the sinners? I'm saying with your physical body. Don't make excuses. The man that laid on that bed for 38 years. Making excuses. He was so stuck in his story. That when Jesus Christ himself showed up to say, hey, do you want to be made whole? You want to be made healed? That was the question. But he was so stuck in his story. All he had to do was say yes. But he was stuck. Are you stuck in your story? Are you stuck in your story? You know, we're just so paralyzed by our situation and circumstance we don't think we have anything to offer. But the truth of the matter is, as long as you have breath in your body, okay, that means that God still has a plan and a purpose for your life, which is to minister, to serve someone else. And I'm not talking about people you know. I'm not talking about other saints. I'm to serve, to reach, to be a light in a lost, hurting, dying world. Okay, we got it down packed. We, we serve other saints. We got that. We pray for other saints. We got that. I'm calling you out of the saint circle and into the world circle. It's time for us to be that light. My prayer is that, Lord, you said to pray to the Lord of harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. And my prayer is, Lord, use us as your labors to go into your harvest. Father, we surrender to you. And we say, Father, use us to serve your community. Here we are, Lord. Today, when we're out at the grocery store, today, when we're out doing just doing the Christmas shopping or whatever it is, or wherever you are at the Dollar Tree, I don't know where, where it is that you're out, but we're going somewhere because we're going we gonna to trust me, we're going to take care of this flesh. Okay, so wherever we're out, because a lot of times the reason we're out is doing stuff that our flesh need, right? Okay, so Lord, today when we're out taking care of our fleshly needs, we ask that you use us for your spiritual needs. Here we are, Lord. Bring them to our attention. 
put them on our radar. That help us to recognize. Send them across our path, Father. Use us as a labor across someone's path. Because somebody, that's what we pray, Lord. Send labors across our lost loved one's path. Send labors across our children's path. And so when you find yourself standing in the face of somebody, just know that you probably answer answered prayer to someone who prayed for that person. That the Lord would send forth a labor across their path. Let's not be so busy like the world. The world is so busy. Let somebody cut in front of you at the in the line. You know, just step back a minute and let them go in front of you. Encourage somebody. Encourage the cash register. We all have something to give. Ask God to show you what your gift is so you can share it with someone else. And I'm not just talking about the people you know because even sinners can do that. Even sinners can do good to those that do good to them. Even sinners will give something to you if you give it to them. But the reason you're bored, the reason you is because you're not doing the work of the Lord. Okay? The reason you're miserable is because you're not doing what the Lord has said. I'm not saying that the devil's not going to come. But I'm saying... If you're not being an ambassador of Jesus Christ or a minister of reconciliation, you're not doing the work of the ministry. That is the work of the ministry. It's not just in the building. So what is your service to your community? What is your service to the saints? I'm getting ready to end it here. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Mark. You guys be encouraged. Keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Father, here we are. Once again, we stand before you say, Lord, use us as you see fit. Use our hands, our voice, our physical body to be a light in the midst of someone's dark darkness. To pray for someone we don't know. Use us today, Lord, to pray for somebody we don't know. Use us today, Lord, to lead us, to lead someone to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. We yield our members to you. You say who we yield our members to. That's who we serve it to, Lord. We yield our members to you. And we say, use us today, this day for your glory. Go volunteer somewhere. Go help. Go look on, look, go Google and find a ministry and outreach that's reaching, that's, that's uh, helping the community and help them. You, you like to feed the hungry? Go join a, a ministry that's feeding the hungry. Okay, love you. If you guys like to donate to me, um, Dollar sign, Pearlie Martin, Pearlie J. Martin. Okay, put the J in there because somebody's trying to pretend to be me. Uh, we Care. Uh, no, I don't have a cash app for We Care. So if you see a cash app for We Care, that's not me. Um, you can just donate to our website on We Care, W E E C A R E 1966.us. I've got it in here. You guys, everybody has something to give. Don't think because you are you don't have no money, you don't have nothing to give. You got a word of encouragement. You got something to give. Fill yourself up with the word of God so we can learn how to live from the inside out. Put something in you so you can be able to give to someone else. Okay? If you're still here, that means because God has still has a plan and a purpose for you. You're not a victim. You are victorious because what you've been through is what you what you went through is what you've been through. That's done and over with. Now, ask the Lord, say, Lord, show me how because you say you cause all things to work together when I love you and I'll call according to your purpose. Now, show me how to take this evil thing, this thing that the devil meant for evil. Show me how to twist it and turn it and use it for your glory. 
Share your story so somebody can get the glory. A lot of you not even telling your testimonies anymore. That's because you're not talking to anybody new. And the people that you talk to already know your story. Come on now. We should be telling our story so God can get the glory. We overcome by the word of our testimony and the blood of our land. When somebody come to you with their story, you know, they tell you how they was abused or how they're homeless or don't just pray with that person. See if it's something you can physically do for. If it's nothing but saying, hey, I'm going to call a friend or I'm going to do something or, hey, I'm going to give you some gas money or whatever. It's going to cost you something. That's another reason why people are afraid to uh, to get in, get in the lives of other people because they're stingy. Come on, let's call it what it is. There's no condemnation, but I'm telling you, when we lend to the poor, we lend to the Lord. And poor is not just financially poor. You got some rich people that's poor. The reason they're poor is because they don't know the Lord, okay? Because what profit is, what good is it if a profit to a man if he gains the whole world and when he dies, he loses his soul? There's no profit in that because in the end, everything that we have is on lease because when we die, we're leaving all this stuff behind. The only thing that's going to matter at the end of the day, all I want to hear, I want my reward. I want my reward from the Lord and I'm telling you what I want it to be. I want him to say, job well done thy good and faithful servant come on enter in that's what I want to hear this this is what this is all about because see I want to be pleasing to my father you don't understand um, because I'm just so grateful that he waited on me and this is my best life right now my best life is the life that I'm living for Jesus Christ because I'm, I've lost my life because I, I'm, I was so convinced that my way was the wrong way. That I don't want my way anymore. I only want to do what the Lord wants me to do. I've been saved now for what, 31 years. And I fell down on the way that was a miserable life. I didn't stay down too long because the, because the conviction was so heavy. His hand was on my head. I'm so glad that he chastised me. I'm so glad that he loves me. I'm so glad to understand that his correction is for our protection. He wasn't chastising me. He wasn't not allowing me to have his peace when I was in sin. I didn't need peace in sin. Because that would have kept me there longer. But he was—he chastised us. He chastised those that he loved. This is not a word of condemnation. This is a word of conviction. This is a call to action. It's time to get up and do what you know. You've been hearing it. The devil don't care about how many scriptures we know. We're gonna. What are we going to do with what we know? Do we know how to do what we know? If not, find some, uh, go on YouTube, find you some preachers, teachers that's talking about whatever it is that you need to know. Tap into some of my podcasts. I have like 118 podcasts and we just talking about all different types of subjects. I'm going to end it here. You guys be blessed, be encouraged. And, and my prayer today is that God will use us as laborers across somebody's path so that we will be a light in the midst of someone's dark, hurting world. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. I love you guys all. Be blessed and be encouraged. And uh, let's answer the call. Let's answer the call. Let's be that labor in someone else's life. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Also, please share this podcast. Okay, till next time.